Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Praise you, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. We're going to sing to the goodness of God. Hallelujah. Let's be following I love you, Lord, for your mercy never failed me. All my days I've been held in your hands. From the moment that I wake up until I lay my head, oh, I will sing of the goodness of God. All my life you have been faithful. All my life you have been so, so good. With every breath that I am able, oh, I will say, of the goodness of God. I love your voice. You have led me through the fire. In the darkest night, you are close like no other. I know you as a father. I know you as a friend. And I will live in the goodness of God. And all my life you have been faithful. All my life you have been so, so good. With every breath that I am able. Of the goodness of God. Your goodness is running after, running after me. Your goodness is running after, running after me. My life laid out, I surrender now. I give you everything. Your goodness is running after, running after me. Your goodness is running after, running after me. Your goodness is running after, running after me. My life laid down, surrender now. I'll give you everything. Your goodness is running after, running after me. And all my life you have been faithful. 
of the goodness of my God. Oh, yes, I will. Yeah. Oh, in all my life, you have been faithful. In all my life, you have been so, so good. With every breath that I am able, oh, I'm gonna sing of the goodness of my God. Oh, I'm gonna sing of the goodness of my God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. We just want to thank you. We just want to give you praise. And we're just going to go one more. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah. This is Yolanda Adams. Open my heart. Just me and you I feel so lost Cause I don't know what to do No what if I choose The wrong thing to do I'm so afraid Afraid I'm disappointing you I need to talk to you and ask you for your guidance, especially today. When my world seems so cloudy, Lord, guide me up till I'm sure. I open up my heart. My hopes and dreams are fading fast I'm all burnt out I don't think much strength's gonna last So I'm crying out I'm crying out to you Oh Lord, you Lord, you're the only one who is able to pull me through? So I need to talk to you. And ask you for your guidance, especially today. When my world it seems so cloudy, guide me until I am sure. I know. 
showed me how to do things your way. Don't let me make the same mistakes over and over again. Your will be done, and I'll be the one. Make sure that it's carried out, and in me, I don't want any doubt. That's why I want to talk to you. Oh, yes, I do. And ask you for your guidance, especially. Especially today, when my world is seems so cloudy, guide me until I'm sure. I open, I open, I open up, I open up my heart. Just one word will make a difference to what I do. Guide me until I'm sure. Open eye, open eye up Just one word Just one word to make that difference, Lord Guide me until I'm sure I open eye, open eye, open up I open up my heart to you Oh, you can just Open up, I open up, I open up my heart to you. Oh, you're the captain of my sea. It works for you. That's why I open up my Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.
Waymaker, miracle worker, promise keeper, light in the darkness, oh God, that is who you are. Waymaker, miracle worker, promise keeper, light in the darkness, oh God, that is who you are. You are here. Moving in this place, I worship you. I worship you. You are here, and you're healing every heart. I worship you. I worship you. You are here. Thirty lights of love, I worship you, I worship you, you are here, eternal life around, I worship you, I worship you. Waymaker, miracle worker, promise keeper, play in the darkness, that is who you are. Oh, oh, oh. Waymaker, miracle worker, promise keeper, light in the darkness, that is who you are. Let it do you are. We know that it's who you are. Yes, we do. That is who you are. That is who you are. That is who you are. Waymaker, miracle worker, 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 waymaker, miracle worker. Even when I don't see it, you're working. Even when I can't feel it, you're working. You never stop, you never stop working. You never stop, you never stop working. Even when I can't see it, you're working. Even when I can't feel it, you're working. You never stop, you never stop working. You never stop. You never stop working Even when I don't see it, you're working Even when I can't feel it, you're working You never stop, you never stop working You never stop, you never stop working Even when I can't see it, you're working Even when I can't feel it, you're working You never stop, you never stop working you never stop, you never stop, no. You never stop, no. You never stop, never stop. 
will never stop working Cause that is who you are My way maker, miracle worker, promise keeper Light in the darkness to my God That is who you are Yeah My way maker, miracle worker Promise keeper, light in the darkness, my God, that is who you are. We make a miracle worker, promise keeper, light in the darkness, my God, that is who you are. We make a miracle worker. Promise keeper, light in the darkness, my God, that is who you are, yeah. My way maker, miracle worker, promise keeper, light in the darkness, my God, that is who you are to me, you are to me, yeah. Waymaker, miracle worker, promise keeper, light in the darkness, my God, that is Amen. Hallelujah, hallelujah, amen. So we just want to praise Jesus. you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Okay. Hallelujah. We'll do one more song, guys. Hallelujah. One more song anyway, go right into it. Hallelujah, Jesus. All right, so we have to pause it for right now. Amen. Hope you enjoyed that. And we'll be back for some more. Next Shabbat. <laughs> Thank you. We're going to go right into the sermon, everybody. God bless you all. Hope everybody's having a beautiful Shabbat. It's a beautiful day. You know, I always like to say my little encouragement before I get off. But, you know, the only thing I can really say is sometimes God's presence comes in a form of peace, you know, where you're just in peace, and that day is just peace, and your mind is quiet still, in peace, you know, so just keep that in mind sometimes when things aren't going, you know, so over the top or nothing too exciting, sometimes it's just the peace of God that, you know, can really, really be amazing if you just embrace it and this culture doesn't teach us to embrace stillness and patience and quietness calmness and 
and what they consider nothingness. So oftentimes we think something's wrong when it's like that. But naturality, that's that's the fullness Amen. of the presence of God. Amen. Just floating around you and stilling you. And in those moments you can heal. Your body can begin to heal. That's when you start to pray on over your life. Because when you feel that presence, that means that he's he's there. He's ready to commune with you. He wants to hear from you. And you Amen. ask, just like it says in the scripture, what, 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 what do you want, my son, my daughter? He will ask you. You might not hear that still voice, but when his presence is there, it's just like it's being in the presence of a king. You know, if you can, if you're able to get before the presence of a king, then you appease to that king to get your wish granted. Or not more so wish, but whatever your request is. So it's the same thing with our God. He's a mighty king. He is the king of the whole earth. And so not just the king of now and not just the king of yesterday, but he's the king of our future. So we always need to make our requests known to him, just like it says. And so I just wanted to also say, you know, we're now live. So if anyone ever has issues or trouble with getting on the zoom i know it can be tough putting that passcode in and or if your um, internet connection may be out just a bit and zoom's acting up you can now go and have an easier way to tune in live with us and that is at www.smucd.org forward slash videos and when you click on that link or click on that tab of videos slash live. Um, we will be live. So on Saturdays when we're on, all you do is, is go to the smucd.org slash videos. And we'll be right there. You don't have to put any passcode in. We're right on. And you can tune right in with us. Um, and then as always, if you would like to comment and really engage in the conversation, we do encourage to get on the Zoom because... You know, it's always good to put that input in. But if you're just, you know, on the road or you just need to just pull it up as a, you know, from the website, now we're available on the website live without dialing in or logging into Zoom. Okay, so with that said, thank you all again, and we're going to go right into the sermon. Blessings, everyone. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Yes. So we're going to go right into it. Again, um, you can tune in every Saturday at 5.30 Eastern Standard Time. For those in South Dakota, it's 4.30 uh, for our live sermons. And then we do, we'll be on here live on Zoom and also on our website at the at the smucd.org forward slash videos. Um on uh, 30 minutes also before the sermon where we will, we will be viewing a, um, a short movie and then we'll also be doing that on Fridays at 6 o'clock for those in South Dakota on all um, Eastern Standard Time it's about 7 p.m. it's 7 p.m. we'll be doing a movie night for about an hour maybe an hour and 15 minutes and so that'll also be live on that live page as well too so anyone that has um, trouble getting on Zoom anyone that has trouble logging in it's way easier uh, for everybody who has been trouble, have, have been having trouble, 
you can tune right into there on the live page. All right, so we're going to go ahead and get right into this to the sermon. We'll um, say a short prayer. Jesus, Father, may you guide us, may you deliver us, may you uplift us and strengthen us, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. You are so good, Jesus. You are the great I am, Jesus. You are our Lord and our Savior, Jesus. You are our protector and our shield, Jesus. You protect us with your shield of faith, Jesus, which protects us, Jesus, and shields us, Jesus, from all the fiery darts, Jesus, all the fiery arrows of the enemy, Jesus. You stand against Satan, Jesus. You stand against his lies, Jesus, his false images, Jesus, against every principality, power, and authority, Jesus. You are the head of every principality, power, and authority. You are over, Jesus, and more powerful, Jesus, than any witchcraft, any wizardry, any divination, witch doctor spells, voodoo spells, words, and assignments, and incantations, Jesus. You are the great God, Jesus. You, Jesus, are the Lord of Lords, Jesus. You have the name, Jesus, that is above every name, Jesus, and we glorify you, Jesus. We honor you, Jesus. We thank you, Jesus, for, for your deliverance, Jesus, and we ask you, Jesus, that you anoint us and you be with us now in our fellowship and in our study today. In the holy name of Jesus, we pray and we say hallelujah. Amen. In the holy name of Jesus. And so on the last uh, sermon, um, we were uh, looking at the upright family of God. And so um, in this sermon, what we're going to be looking at is, again, the upright family of God. But um, last time we were dealing with obedience. This time we're going to be dealing with uh, followers of God, being followers of God as dear children. Okay, and that is uh, what we read in Ephesians 5. Jesus led us to Ephesians 5. So we're actually going to start in Ephesians 5. We're going to start a little bit further down in Ephesians 5. Okay. So Ephesians 5, 17 through 26. That's where Jesus led us to. Ephesians 5, 17 through 26. And we're going to read. Wherefore, be ye not unwise, but understanding that the will of the Lord is, and be not drunk with wine, wherein is excess, but be filled with the Holy Spirit. Okay? Be filled with the, well, we, well, not the Holy Spirit, it says be filled with the Spirit. Okay? But we know that we're supposed to be filled with the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Speak unto yourselves. In psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord. Okay, that's what we just did. We just um, sang spiritual songs and hymns to the Lord. Okay. Giving thanks always for all things unto God and the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Submitting yourselves one to another in the fear of God. Wives, submit yourselves unto your own husbands as unto the Lord. For the husband is the head of the wife, even as Christ is the head of the church, and he is the Savior of the body. Therefore, as the church is subject unto Christ, so let the wives be to their own husbands in everything. So we looked at that, we examined some of that in the last sermon with um, Abraham and Sarah. Um, so it says, Husbands, love your wives, even as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for it, that he might sanctify and cleanse it, with the washing of water by the word. So this this seek this this speaks of um this speaks also of sacrifice. Okay? That the sacrifice that we make for each other, the sacrifice that husbands are, are supposed to make for their wives. Okay? 
that's a that's a sacrifice, a godly sacrifice. Okay, and so hallelujah, we're gonna go to Ephesians 5. Jesus led us to Ephesians 5, 1 through 2. Okay. Be ye therefore followers of God as dear children, okay? Hallelujah. And walk in love as Christ also hath loved us and hath given himself for us an offering and a sacrifice to God for a sweet-smelling savor. Okay? So we're supposed to walk, we're supposed to be followers of God as children. Hallelujah. So we're going to go up, um, up to the next chapter. That's where Jesus led us to. Ephesians 6, 1 through 5. It says, Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honor thy father and mother, which is the first commandment, with promise, that it may be well with thee, and thou mayest live long on the earth. And ye fathers, provoke not your children to wrath, but bring them up in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. Servants, be obedient to them that are your masters, according to the flesh, with fear and trembling and singleness of your heart, as unto Christ." Not with eye service as men pleasers, but as the servants of Christ. Doing the will of God from the heart. Hallelujah. So we're supposed to do the will of God from the heart. It's supposed to be in our heart. Okay, we're not supposed to do it. Okay, when, it, when the, um, the scripture says here, not with eye service as men pleasers. We're not supposed to do it because we want people to see us. We want people to praise us. We want uh, somebody to see us. Uh, and that's the eye service. That's the men pleasers, people pleasing. Okay, that's what men uh, men pleasers mean. It means it's people pleasing. Okay, so we're supposed to do it because it is right, because it's in our heart, because we want to do right by Jesus, that He has changed us, and this fruit starting to growing grow inside of us. Jesus, Hallelujah, Jesus. Yes. So Jesus led us uh, to the next scriptures that He led us to is Second Corinthians. 12 14 2 Corinthians 12 14 2 Corinthians 12 14 says behold the third time I am ready to come to you and I will not be burdensome to you I seek not yours but you for the ch children ought not to lay up for the parents but the parents for the children. So he's talking about saving up. He's also talking about the, um, Paul is also talking about the example in this situation. Okay, and so we're going to read about that more in a little bit about um, laying up, about um, literal examples of parents laying up for the children. Um, and that, that can mean spiritually, again, and that can mean physically. Okay, physical things. Okay. So that the, the, the child can live in a, a more abundant life, okay? And so, of course, we know in the New Testament, it deals more with the spiritual things. Laying up for that child spiritually. The prayers, the fasting, praying for that child. Praying for others. Laying up for others with prayers. Laying up for others with um, those spiritual things. The holiness, okay? Building up holy things, saving up holy things, teaching your children holy things. Okay? And so Jesus led us to, um, the next scripture that Jesus led us to was 2 John. Okay? 2 John. And we're going to read lines 4 through 11. 
Hallelujah. Jesus is so good. Second John 4 through 11. I have no greater joy than to hear that my that my children walk in truth. Okay? My children walk in truth. Beloved, thou doest faithfully whatsoever thou doest to the brethren and to the strangers, which have borne witness of my charity. I'm sorry, that's the wrong scripture. But we do want our children to walk in truth. I have no greater joy than to hear that my children walk in truth. Beloved, thou doest faithfully whatsoever thou doest to the brethren and to the strangers, which have borne witness of thy charity before the church, whom if thou bring forward on their journey after a godly sort, thou shalt do well. Okay? So this scripture, Jesus led us this. I didn't even um he didn't even lead me to include this and write this down, but this um has everything to do with what we're talking about. He's rejoicing because he says that this children walk in truth. Okay? All right. And so that is that is very significant. I have no greater joy than to hear that my children walk in truth. That is that that's a great thing. That's an amazing thing. That's what we, we should want and we should pray for that all of our children walk in truth and follow on, on this path of this this fruit being manifested in them by Jesus himself. Okay, and so that actually was third John, third John uh, line four. Um, so Jesus led us to third John line four. We're also going to read, he also led us to second John line four. We're going to read lines four through eleven. Okay. I rejoice greatly that I found of thy children walking in truth, as we have received a commandment from the Father. Okay? He said, he's talking about, he says, your children. And now I beseech thee, lady, okay, so this is a woman, not as though I wrote a new commandment unto thee, but that which we had from the beginning, that we love one another. And that this is love, that we walk after his commandments. This is the commandment. That as you have heard from the beginning, you should walk in it. Hallelujah. For many deceivers are entered into the world to who confess not that Jesus Christ is come in the flesh. This is the deceiver and an, and an antichrist. Look to yourselves that we lose not those things which we have wrought, but that we receive a full reward. Whosoever transgresseth and abideth not in the doctrine of Christ have not God. He that abideth in the doctrine of Christ, he have both the Father and the Son. And if there come any unto you and bring not this doctrine, receive him not into your house, neither bid him Godspeed. For he that abideth him Godspeed is as a partaker of his evil deeds. Okay? And so again, the part that we're... Um, looking at okay and this is a teaching about those who are who are younger than us and those who are um, less experienced than us he's saying here he's giving advice okay the first part he's saying i rejoice greatly greatly that i found of thy children of your children walking in truth as we have received a commandment from the father okay the the one we read previously to that i have no greater joy than to hear that my children walk in truth we want our children to walk in that truth hallelujah jesus that's what Jesus wants. And he's gave, given us so many examples of what that can be, what that can look like. Okay? 
Jesus led us back um, to continue where we was reading at. Um, we read about Abraham and we saw that Isaac was born. And so now we're going to go into um, Isaac's story. Okay, so Jesus led us back, way back to Genesis 24. Okay, Genesis 24, in the beginning. Genesis 24, 23 through 47. Genesis 24, 23 through 47. And said, Whose daughter art thou come? Tell me, I pray thee, is there room in thy father's house for us to lodge in? So remember, um, at this point, Abraham is, is sending out his servant. And we don't know if this is um, uh, his servant uh, from before. His, his servant that he had, I think, is, I believe his name was uh, Eleazar. Yeah, Eliezer. And Abraham told him to go and find a wife for his son Isaac in um, Iran. And he said, go out and, and find uh, your uh, my brethren. And you'll find a, a woman there. Um, and if she is right, she will pour out um, some water for you and draw out some water for you. Okay, and so this is this is part of that story right here. So Genesis 24, uh, Genesis 24, 23 through 47. And she said unto him, I am the daughter of Bethuel, the son of Milcah, which she bare unto Nahor. She said, moreover, unto him, we have both straw and provender enough and room to lodge in it. So this woman's name um, is Rebecca. Okay, this is Isaac's future wife. Okay, she said, moreover unto him, we have both straw and provender the enough and room to lodge in. And the man bowed down his, his head and worshipped the Lord. And he said, Blessed be the Lord God of my master Abraham, who have not left destitute my master of his mercy and his truth, I being in the way. The Lord led me to the house of my master's brethren. Okay. I And the damsel ran and told them of her mother's house these things. And Rebekah had a brother and his name was Laban. And Laban ran out unto the man unto the well. And it came to pass when he saw the earring and bracelets upon his sister's hands. And when he heard the words of Rebekah, his sister saying, Thus spake the man unto me that he came unto the man, and behold, the, he stood by the camels at the well. And he said, Come in, thou blessed of the Lord, wherefore standest thou without? For I have prepared the house. Um, Uh, thus spake the man unto me that he came unto the man and behold he stood by the camels at the well and he said come in thou blessed of the Lord wherefore standest thou without for I have prepared the house and room for the camels and the man came into the house and ungirded his camels and gave straw and provender for the camels and water to wash his feet and the men's feet that were with him and there was set meat before him to eat but he said, I will not eat until I have told mine errand. Okay, so he's saying, I'm not going to eat until I have um, completed my job and, and, and told, communicated what I'm supposed to be doing here. 
Okay, and so he's he's being honest. <clears throat> and he said, Speak on. And he said, I am Abraham's servant, and the Lord have blessed my master greatly. And he has become great, and he have given him flocks, herds, and silver, and gold, and men servants, and maid servants, and camels, and asses. And Sarah, my master's wife, bare a son to my master when she was old, and unto him hath he given all that he had. And my master made me swear, saying, Thou shalt not take a wife to my son of the daughters of the Canaanites, in whose land I dwell. So remember, Abraham um, came to the, to, the, to the land of the Canaanites. He came to Canaan. Okay? So he's saying he doesn't want, he doesn't want his, and, and Jesus said that to him. God told him that, that he wasn't supposed to take any daughters from the land of Canaan. Okay? I mean, any, any, um, his, his son was not supposed to um, procreate with anybody from there. Okay, they weren't supposed to have children with anybody from the Canaan. <laughs> but thou shalt go unto, thy, unto my father's house and to my kindred and take a wife unto my son. Okay, that is, this is, this is the, this is exactly what Abraham told his servant. Okay, this is exactly um, what was told. And so, He's he is on his on a mission to fulfill that. Okay, he made a, a promise and an oath to Abraham to make sure that he does that. So this is what this is what we're looking at. Okay, so we're gonna we're gonna continue. In uh, line 38, but thou shalt go unto my father's house and to my kindred and take a wife unto my son. And I said unto my master, Peradventure, the woman will not follow me. And he said unto me, The Lord before whom I walk will send his angel with thee. So he's saying that Abraham is saying, God's going to send an angel with you, and that angel is going to assist you and help you. Okay? Um, the Lord before whom I walk will send his angel with thee and prosper thy way. And thou shalt take a wife for my son of my kindred and of my father's house. And so that angel, that angel that was sent with um, Abraham's uh, servant gave him favor so that he would find the right woman for Isaac. Okay. And so we're again, we're in Genesis 24. We're in line uh, 39. And I said unto my master, Peradventure, the woman will not follow me. And he said unto me, The Lord before whom I walk will send his angel with thee, and prosper thy way. And thou shalt take a wife for my son of my kindred and of my father's house. Then shalt thou be clear from this my oath, when thou comest to my kindred. And if they give not thee one, thou shalt be clear from my oath. And I came this day unto the well and said, O Lord, God of my master Abraham, if now thou do prosper my way, which I go. Behold, I stand by the well of water, and it shall come to pass that when the virgin cometh forth to draw water, and I say to her, Give me, I pray thee, a little water of thy pitcher to drink. And she say to me, Both drink thou, and I will, show all, will also draw for thy camels. Let the same be the woman whom the Lord have appointed out for my master's son. Okay, 
And before I had done speaking in mine heart, behold, Rebekah came forth with her pitcher on her shoulder. And she went down unto the well and drew water. And I said unto her, Let me drink, I pray thee. Hallelujah. And she made haste. She hurried and let down her pitcher from her shoulder and said, Drink, and I will give thy camels drink also. So I drank, and she made the camels drink also. And I asked her and said, Whose daughter art thou? And, he, and she said, The daughter of Bethuel, Nahor's son, whom Milcah bare unto him. And I put the earring upon her face and the bracelets upon her hands. Okay, and so that's interesting because, again, we, we in the last um, sermon, we looked at the culture, a little bit of the culture of the Bedouins and of the um, the, the, um, the Ethiopian uh, Muslims, and they, and they have this 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 um, tradition of hospitality. Okay, and we talked about how Jesus says, "Love your neighbor." This is the hospitality that Jesus is talking about um, that goes back into the Old Testament. This is what he was talking about when, we, when he says that this is the the golden rule. That the, the, that everything rests upon this, okay? Hallelujah. She put the um, in the Bedouin tradition. Um, I found this out. We found this out earlier this year. Myself and my wife Ashley. Um, when when women were to be married, they were uh, given um, earrings. Of course, we still have this the same tradition today, somewhat. Um, but earrings upon the nose, inside of the nose, on the ears, and uh, um, of course. Um, some some maybe some rings on the hands or a necklace okay but with the bedouin tradition it was more so than the on the, the the ears and on the nose earrings okay and so it says it said and i put the earring upon her face and the bracelets upon her on her hand so she he actually got her bracelets okay that go around her wrists okay the six signifies um, that she is to be wedded and that she is um is a wife okay and so Jesus led us, the next scripture that Jesus led us to is Genesis 24, 59. Okay, so we're going to go up a little bit. 59 through 67. And they sent away Rebekah, their sister, and her nurse, and Abraham's servant, and his men. And they blessed Rebekah and said unto her, Thou art our sister, be thou the mother of thousands of millions, and let thy seed possess the gate of those which hate them. And Rebekah arose and her damsels, and they rode upon the camels, and followed the man. And the servant took Rebekah and went his way. And Isaac came from the way of the well, Lahiroi, for he dwelt in the south country. And Isaac went out to meditate in the field at the eventide. And he lifted up his eyes and saw, and behold, the camels were coming. Okay, But he was meditating there, sitting meditating on the word of God. Hallelujah. And here comes Rebekah. Line 65, it says, or 64, I'm sorry. Rebecca lifted up her eyes, and when she saw Isaac, she lighted off the camel. For she, for, for she had said unto the servant, What man is this that walketh into the field to meet us? And the servant had said, It is my master. Therefore she took a veil and covered herself. So she covered her face with the veil. Okay? And the servant told Isaac all things that he had done. And Isaac brought her into his mother Sarah's tent and took Rebekah and she became his wife and he loved her. And Isaac was comforted 
after his mother's death. That means a lot that he took her into his mother's tent. Okay, that's um, uh, um, gentlemanly, you know, um, like um, and, and kind of ushering her into motherhood, the, tra the tradition of his mother, Sarah, in, in a way. Okay, and, and that that even has a lot to do um, with maturity and hospitality, of course, too. And so this is this is what Jesus is talking about. This is what he's talking about: following God as dear children. Okay. Isaac was directed by his father. The servant was directed by his father. And so his father found the appropriate wife for his son. Hallelujah. And so we're going to go um, up just a little bit. Jesus led us to Genesis 25, 9 through 11. We're going to continue to read about Isaac. Genesis 25, 9 through 11. And his sons, Isaac and Ishmael, buried him in the cave of Machpelah in the field Ephron, the son of Zohar, the Hittite, which is before Mamre. Okay, and so Abraham has now passed away. The field which Abraham purchased of the sons of Heth, there was Abraham buried and Sarah, his wife. So, his, so you know, previously, um, Sarah had died as well, too. Okay. The field which Abraham purchased of the sons of Heth, where, where there was Abraham buried and Sarah his wife. And it came to pass after the death of Abraham that God blessed his son Isaac. Hallelujah. And Isaac dwelt by the well, Lahiroi. Okay, and so remember, Isaac is the child of the promise. Okay, now these are the generations of Ishmael, Abraham's son, whom Hagar the Egyptian, Sarah's handmaid, bare unto Abraham. We're not going to read that. Um... We're going to keep moving on. Jesus led us to Genesis 25, 19 through 27. And these are the generations of Isaac, Abraham's son. Abraham begot Isaac, and Isaac was 40 years old when he took Rebekah to wife. Okay, and so he was 40 years old when, he, when, he, um, when they became married. Okay. Um, and Isaac was 40 years old when he took Rebekah to wife, the daughter of Bethuel, the Syrian of Paddan Aram, the sister to Laban, the Syrian. And Isaac entreated the Lord for his wife because she was barren and the Lord was entreated of him. And Rebekah, his wife, conceived. And the children struggled together within her. And she said, If it be so, why am I thus? And she went to inquire of the Lord. So she asked God. She asked, she asked him. Okay? She asked. She wanted to know what was going on. And the Lord said unto her, Two nations are in thy womb, and two manner of people shall be separated from thy bowels, and the one people shall be stronger than the other people, and the elder shall serve the younger. And when her days to be delivered were fulfilled, behold, there were twins in her womb, and the first came out red all over, like an hairy garment. And they called his name Esau. And after that, came his brother out, and his hand took hold on Esau's heel. And his name was called Jacob. Okay, and, and just keep this, keep that in mind. That it doesn't say what color, uh, uh, what color that, he, that Jacob came out. And Isaac was threescore years old when she bare them. Okay? So she was 60 years old. 
And the boys grew, and Esau was a cunning hunter and a man of the field, and Jacob was a plain man dwelling in tents. Okay, and so that's the description of uh, Jacob and Esau. Okay, it says that um, Esau was a hunter, a man of the field. He went out in the fields. Okay, Jacob was a plain man dwelling in tents. Okay, so he was like his father, Isaac, and he was like Abraham. They dwelled in tents. Uh, Esau was more like the people that we see out here in South Dakota and in this uh, Midwest area. Um, lots of hunters who are out in the fields hunting and building and doing things like that. Um, a little bit more. Hallelujah. Uh, Jesus led us up to Genesis 26, 1 through 21. Okay, this is, these are the children. This is the, ch the child of Abraham, Isaac. And now Isaac is having children. They're newborns. Okay. Okay, Genesis 26. So now we have a, um, a continuing uh, lesson here of the obedience and the reverence that we see that um, that Isaac is going to, uh, that Rebecca is going to show for Isaac. Okay, and so we have a similar circumstance that Isaac goes through. Um, the same thing that Abraham went through. It's a very similar circumstance, almost exactly the same. And there was a famine in the land beside the first famine that was in the days of Abraham. And Isaac went unto Abimelech, the king of the Philistines, unto Gerar. And the Lord appeared unto him and said, Go not down into Egypt, dwelling in the, in the land which I shall tell thee of. Because remember, Abraham probably told his son all about when they went down to, to Egypt, you know, because of the famine. Because of this, this famine. Okay, and so now <laughs> there's a famine in the land. Um, this promise is starting to be fulfilled now God is saying to Isaac stay there stay in the land which I have, I have promised you okay go not down into Egypt dwell in the land which I shall tell thee of sojourn in this land travel in this land and I will be with thee and I will bless thee for unto thee and unto thy seed I will give all these countries Hallelujah. And I will perform the oath which I swear unto Abraham thy father. And I will make thy seed to multiply as the stars of heaven. And will give unto thy seed all these countries. And in thy seed shall all the nations of the earth be blessed. Because that Abraham obeyed. There's the, the, um, the obedience. My voice. And kept my charge, my commandments, my statutes, and my laws. Okay? And so now, Isaac has learned this obedience to God. And have also learned this obedience to his father and his mother. And Isaac dwelt in Gerar. He stayed in Gerar. And the men of the place asked him of his wife. And, she, and he said, she is my sister. So, again, being obedient to his father. His father told him this story. And knew he knew, immediately knew when he came into this land, it was an evil land. He knew what he was going to have to do. So he does the same thing that Abraham did with Sarah. And the men of the place asked him of his wife, and he said, She is my sister. But he feared to say, She is my wife. Lest, said he, the men of the place should kill me for Rebekah, because she was fair to look upon. So she, was, she, looked, she looked good. She was um, attractive. And it came to pass when he had been there a long time that Abimelech, king of the Philistines, looked out at a window and saw, and behold, Isaac was sporting with Rebekah, his wife. So he was flirting with his wife. He was 
um, being affectionate with his wife. And Abimelech called Isaac and said, Behold of a surety she is thy wife, and how sayest thou, she is my sister? Why did you say she is my sister? And Isaac said unto him, Because I said, lest I die for her. And Abimelech said, What is this thou hast done unto us? One of the people might lightly have, have lion or laid with thy wife, and thou shouldest have brought guilt, guiltiness upon us. And Abimelech charged all his people, saying, he that toucheth this man or his wife shall surely be put to death. Okay? And so, Then Isaac sowed in that land and received in the same year a hundredfold, and the Lord blessed him. So, remember he said that to stay there, he told him to stay in the land. So he sowed, he planted, and he said he's received a hundredfold from that plant. It says, And the Lord blessed him. And the man waxed great and went forward and grew until he became very great. For he had possession of flocks and possessions of herds and great store of servants. And the Philistines, the, it says the Philistines envied him. They admired him. So he planted, he, it says that right after that, this, this um, <clears throat> issue that he had with Abimelech, he planted and he received a hundredfold. And so now, now he got, he says he became great. He has all these flocks and herds. It says in line 14, he had possession of flocks and possessions of herds and great store of servants. And the Philistines envied him for all the wells which his father's servants had digged in the days of Abraham, his father. The Philistines had stopped them and filled them with earth. And Abimelech said unto Isaac, go from us, for thou art much mightier than we. And so it must have been some type of um, issues, some type of issues going on, similar to what um, Abraham had with Lot. <clears throat> and Abimelech said unto Isaac, "Go from us, for thou art much mightier than we." And Isaac departed thence and pitched his tent in the valley of Gerar and dwelt there. And Isaac digged again the wells of water, which they had digged in the days of Abraham his father, for the Philistines had stopped them after the death of Abraham. And he called their names after the names by which his father had called them. And so he's, he's, he's obeying his father. He's obeying God. He's keeping this tradition. He's going back to dig the wells again. We know, we know what God is. We know what Jesus is. That Jesus is that living water. And so we have this tradition of them digging wells. Abraham and Isaac digging wells. Hallelujah. And Isaac's servants digged in the valley and found there a well of springing water. And the herdmen of Gerar did strive with Isaac's herdmen, saying, The water is ours. And he called the name of the well Asek, because they strove with him. And they digged another well and strove for that also. And he called the name of that one Sitna. Okay? He removed from thence and digged another well. And for that they strove not, and he called the name of it Rehoboth. And he said, for now the Lord hath made room for us, and we shall be fruitful in the land. And so he promised him that land. He said to stay in that land, travel in that land. I'm going to bless you. You're going to, you're going to, you're going to, um, I'm going to give you all these countries. Okay, that's what we, we read in line three. I'm going to give you all these countries. So he's coming through on that promise. Okay, and so we're going to continue to read about that. Be followers of God as dear children. Hallelujah. Jesus led us to Proverbs 1. And we're going to read about what David, because David did the same thing. Okay? 
David taught his son, Solomon, these things. So we're going to read in Proverbs 1, we're going to read lines 1 through 23. The Proverbs of Solomon, the son of David, king of Israel, to know wisdom and instruction, to perceive the words of understanding, to receive the instruction of wisdom, justice, and judgment, and equity, to give subtlety to the simple, to the young man, knowledge and discretion. A wise man will hear and will increase learning, and a man of understanding shall attain unto wise counsels. To understand a proverb and the interpretation, the words of the wise and their dark sayings. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and instruction. And so, again, we see this example of Isaac. And he wants to go down to Egypt because of the famine, but, but God tells them, stay there. Okay? The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and instruction. My son... Hear the instruction of thy father, and forsake not the law of thy mother. For they shall be an ornament of grace unto thy head, and chains about thy neck. My son, if sinners entice thee, consent thou not. Don't agree to it. That's what it says. It's saying consent means to agree. Don't agree to it. If they say, come with us, let us lay wait for blood. Let us lurk privily. Let us lurk privately for the innocent without cause. Let us swallow them up alive as the grave. And whole as those that go down into the pit, we shall find all precious substance. We shall fill our houses with spoil. Cast in thy lot among us. Let us all have one purse. My son, walk not thou in the way with them. Refrain thy foot from their path. He's talking about those who, um, who, who steal. For their feet run to evil and make haste to shed blood. Surely in vain the net is spread in the sight of any bird, and they lay wait for their own blood. They lurk privily for their own lives. So are the ways of everyone that is greedy of gain, which taketh away the life of the owners thereof. Wisdom crieth without, she uttereth her voice in the streets. She crieth in the chief place of concourse, in the openings of the gates, in the city she uttereth her words, saying, How long, ye simple ones? Will ye love simplicity? And the scorners delight in their scorning, and fools hate knowledge. Turn you at my reproof. Behold, I will pour out my spirit unto you. I will make known my words unto you. Hallelujah. Jesus led us up to Proverbs 2, 1 through 8. Again, my son, if thou wilt receive my words and hide my commandments with thee, so that thou incline thy ear unto wisdom, and apply thine heart to understanding, Yea, if thou criest after knowledge, and lifted up, up thy voice for understanding, if thou seekest her as silver, and searchest for her as for hid treasures, then shalt thou understand the fear of the Lord, and find the knowledge of God. For the Lord giveth wisdom, out of his mouth cometh knowledge and understanding. He layeth up sound wisdom for the righteous. He is a buckler to them that walk uprightly. He keepeth the paths of judgment, and preserveth the way of his saints." This is exactly what Isaac experienced. It says he preserves the way of his saints. Okay? He said that um, 
Abraham said that God will send an angel to give uh, his servant favor to find Rebecca. That's exactly what happens. What happened? It says he preserves the way of his saints. Okay? He told Isaac, don't go into Egypt. Just travel in the land here in Canaan because you're going you're gonna to gain all of these countries. And your children are going to be many. Okay? He preserves the way of his saints. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now, Jesus led us up in Proverbs to Proverbs 3. We're going to read lives 1 through 5. My son, forget not my law, but let thine ear keep my commandments. For length of days and long life and peace shall they add to thee. Let not mercy and truth forsake thee. Bind them about thy neck. Write them upon the table of thine heart. Okay? So shalt thou find favor and good understanding in the sight of God and men. Okay, look at what Isaac experienced with Abimelech. Okay? Even though he had to be dishonest with him, they ended up, um, you know, staying in the land together for some time until they had to, until he had to separate from them because they, because it was causing um, greater issues. Okay, that was by the, the will of God. So thou shalt find favor and good understanding in the sight of God and man. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not unto thine own understanding. If Isaac would have, would have leaned on his own understanding, he would have went right into Egypt. And who knows what, how that would have, uh, what that would have resulted with. Okay? And so Jesus let us back up. No, I'm sorry. <clears throat> not back up. We're going to go back a little bit into first kings okay first kings 2 1 through 4 we're going to read a little bit about uh david and solomon here first kings 2 1 through 4 now the days of david drew near that he should die and he charged solomon his son saying i go the way of all the earth be thou strong, therefore, and show thyself a man. And keep the charge of the Lord thy God and walk in his ways to keep his statutes and his commandments and his judgments and his testimonies as it is written in the law of Moses that thou mayest prosper in all that thou doest and whithersoever thou turnest thyself that the Lord may continue his word which he spake concerning me saying, If thy children take heed to their way to walk before me in truth with all their heart and with all their soul, there shall not fail thee, said he, a man on the throne of Israel. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That is the, the, the faithfulness of Jesus. So we're going we're gonna, to um, go up a little bit, back into 2 Corinthians. Jesus led us back into 2 Corinthians because this applies... Um, to, to what we read earlier in 2 Corinthians 12, line 14. Behold, the third time I am ready to come to you, and I will not be burdensome to you. I seek not yours, but you, for the children ought not to lay up for the parents, but the parents for the children. So the parents are supposed to save up for the children, okay? Abraham did it with Isaac. Abraham... Um, Build a well. Abraham, um, Isaac came back and re-dug that well, re-established that well, re-established that tradition. <clears throat> David did the same thing. 
He saved up gold, silver, um, copper, stones, wood, soldiers. Um, he hired people. And he left that, all of that, and saved it all up, put it away for his son. Because he wanted to build a temple for God in Jerusalem on Mount Zion. And God told him he couldn't do it because he had too much blood on his hands from the wars. So he said, it's going to be your son that was going to, that's going to do it. Just like he told Abraham about Isaac, that he, there was a promise he was going to fulfill in his son. So now we have Solomon. So, Jesus led us back to 1 Chronicles 22. 1 Chronicles 22. First Chronicles 22, 4 through 19. Now, I'm sorry. <clears throat> also cedar trees in abundance for the Zidonians, and they of Tyre brought much cedar wood to David. And David said, Solomon, my son, is young and tender, and the house that is to be builded for the Lord must be exceeding magnificent, or which means magnificent, of fame and of glory throughout all countries. I will therefore now make preparation for it. So David prepared abundantly before his death. Okay, he, he, he put up, he saved up. David prepared abundantly before his death. Hallelujah. Then he called for Solomon his son and charged him to build a house for the Lord, God of Israel. And David said to Solomon, my son, as for me, it was in my mind to build a house unto the name of the Lord my God. But the word of the Lord came to me, saying, Thou hast shed blood abundantly and hast made great wars. Thou shalt not build a house unto my name, because thou hast shed much blood upon the earth in my sight. Behold, a son shall be born to thee, which shall be a man of rest, and I will give him rest from all his enemies round about. For his name shall be Solomon, and I will give peace and quietness unto Israel in his days. He shall build a house for my name, and he shall be my son, and I will be his father, and I will establish the throne of his kingdom for um, over Israel forever. Now, my son, the Lord be with thee, and prosper thou, and build the house of the Lord thy God, as he hath said of thee. Only the Lord give thee wisdom and understanding and give thee charge concerning Israel, that thou mayest keep the law of the Lord thy God. Then shalt thou prosper if thou takest heed to fulfill the statutes and judgments which the Lord charged Moses with concerning Israel. Be strong and be, of, and be and of good courage. Dread not, nor be dismayed. Now behold, in my trouble I have prepared for the house of the Lord an hundred thousand talents of gold, and a thousand talents of silver, and of brass, and iron without weight. For it is in, a, in abundance. Timber also, and stone have I prepared. And thou mayest add thereto. Moreover, there are workmen with thee in abundance, hewers and workers of stone, and timber, and all manner of cunning men, for every manner of work of the gold, the silver, and the brass, and the iron. There is no number. Arise, therefore, and be doing, and the Lord be with thee. David also commanded all the princes of Israel to, keep, to help Solomon his son, saying, Is not the Lord your God with you? 
and he have have he not given you rest on every side for he have given the inhabitants of the land into mine hand and the land is subdued before the lord and before his people hallelujah this right here this was this was um a future fulfillment even what we what we were looking at with Abraham and Isaac Okay, now set your heart and your soul to seek the Lord your God. Arise therefore and build ye the sanctuary of the Lord to bring the ark of the covenant of the Lord and the holy vessels of God into the house that is to be built to the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So, Jesus led us back to 1 Kings, 1 Kings 9. Hold on just a second here. All right. 1 Kings 9, 10 through 20. And it came to pass at the end of twenty years, when Solomon had built the two houses, the house of the Lord and the king's house. So it took him twenty years to build his own house and the, the temple. Okay. Now Hiram, the king of Tyre, had furnished Solomon with cedar trees and fir trees and with gold, according to all his desire. That then King Solomon gave Hiram twenty cities in the land of Galilee. And Hiram came out from Tyre to see the cities which Solomon had given him, and they pleased him not. Okay, he didn't like it. He didn't, for some reason, he didn't like these cities. And he said, What cities are these which thou hast given me, my brother? And he called them the land of Kubal unto this day. And Hiram sent to the king six score talents of gold. And this is the reason of the levy which King Solomon raised, for to build the house of the Lord and his own house, and Milo, and the wall of Jerusalem, and Hazor, and Megiddo, and Gezer. Okay, and so all of these, all of these places, it's it's a um, they're ramps. Okay, that's why the when you look at the bottom of the hill, when we looked at the valley, um, Megiddo, it goes up, and we look at um, Jerusalem, the temple, right up below the hill. We were looking at the um, the valley, um, that when you when you look, it kind of goes up a little bit, like it's been dug up. It's a ramp that they use to put to take the stones up. Okay. And that, that form that made actually made that hill look a little bit more steeper and higher. <clears throat> so and it's a ramp. Okay. And so it says here, um, this is the reason that, of the levy which King Solomon raised for to build the house of the Lord and his own house, and Milo, and the wall of Jerusalem, and Hazor, and Megiddo, and Gezer. For Pharaoh, king of Egypt, had gone up and taken Gezer, and burned it with fire, and slain the Canaanites that dwelt in the city, and given it for a present unto his daughter Solomon's wife. And Solomon built Gezer, and Beth Horon, and Nether, Beth Horon the Nether, 
and Baloth and Tadmor in the wilderness in the land, and all the cities of store that Solomon had in the, had in the cities for his chariots and cities for his horsemen, and that which Solomon desired to build in Jerusalem, and in Lebanon and in all the land of his dominion. Okay, and so um, that that is the reason. Again, that is the reason. Um, why, um, <clears throat> when you look at the Temple Mount, when you look at the bottom of the hills, it's so steep because he built um, these ramps, okay? And so Jesus led us back um, to Second Peter. We're going to go back up to Second Peter, okay? This is, the, this is the, the, uh, what David saved up for Solomon. This is how Solomon was able to build the Temple of God, the house of God. Because David saved it up for him. Okay. We're going to read in, in, in 2 Peter. Jesus led us to 2 Peter. And we're going to finish out in 2 Peter. And then we're going to, we got one more scripture. Uh, 2 Peter. Hallelujah. 2 Peter 1. 3-21. According as his divine power have given unto us all things that pertain unto life and godliness through the knowledge of him that have called us to glory and virtue whereby are given to unto us exceeding great and precious promises that by these ye might be partakers of the divine nature having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust and beside this giving all diligence add to your faith virtue and to virtue knowledge and to knowledge temperance and to temperance patience and to patience godliness and to godliness brotherly kindness and to brotherly kindness charity hallelujah for if these things be in you and abound, they make you that ye shall neither be barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. But he that lacketh these things is blind and cannot see afar off and have forgotten that he was purged from his old sins. Wherefore, the rather, brethren, give diligence to make your calling and election sure. For if ye do these things, ye shall never fail. For so an entrance shall be ministered unto you abundantly into the everlasting kingdom of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Hallelujah, Jesus. Wherefore, I will not be negligent to put you always in remembrance of these things. So he's saying he wants to always remind us of these things. I will not, uh, he won't uh, delay. This is Peter talking. Though ye know them and be established in the present truth, yea, I think it meet... As long as I am in this tabernacle to stir you up by putting you in remembrance, knowing that shortly I must put off this tabernacle, even as our Lord Jesus Christ has showed me. So Peter is saying here, I'm getting ready to die, and I want to share these things with you. I, I, Jesus has showed me that I'm going to die. Moreover, I will endeavor that ye may be able after my decease to have these things always in remembrance. For we have not followed cunningly devised fables when we made known unto you the power and coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. But were eyewitnesses of his majesty, for he received from God the Father honor and glory. Then when there came such a voice to him from the excellent glory, this is my beloved Son in whom I am well pleased. And this voice which came from heaven we heard when we were with him in the holy mount. We have also a mere a more sure word of prophecy whereunto ye do well that ye take heed 
as unto a light that shineth in a dark place until the day dawn and the day star day star arise in your hearts. Hallelujah. Knowing this first, that no prophecy of the scripture is of any private interpretation. For the prophecy came not in old time by the will of man, but holy men of God spake as they were moved by the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Jesus led us to uh, one last scripture. That's 1 Peter, the 1 Peter chapter 1, 13 through 16. Wherefore, gird up the loins of your mind, be sober and hope to the end for the grace that is to be brought unto you at the revelation of Jesus Christ. As obedient children, okay, because we want to be followers of God as their children. As obedient children, not fashioning yourselves according to the former lust in your ignorance, but as he which have called you is holy. So be ye holy in all manner of conversation, because it is written, Be ye holy, for I am holy. Hallelujah. That's what Jesus wants us to focus on. He wants us to focus on that obedience and following him like children, because he is our father in heaven. And he has set over us people on the earth, over us, our heavenly mother, mothers and fathers, our physical mothers and fathers. And we have to um, also obey them as well. Isaac obeyed his father. Okay, David obeyed his father. Okay, Abraham obeyed God. Okay, and he followed everything that he told him to do, just like Isaac followed everything that Abraham told him to do, and Isaac followed followed everything that God told him to do. Hallelujah! We are supposed to be followers of God as dear children. Does anybody have anything? Any they want to share any personal revelation, anything um, that you got out of this um, living? But I, I, I basically, you know live with you guys <laughs> me me you know me and ashley live with you guys home um or to his home to isaac. his mother and i think who, who was it isaac, isaac isaac took rebecca to to sarah's isaac, tent into sarah's tent right, okay right and i remember back in the day um where um when men married women um um, they actually took their um, wives home, and they actually um, lived with their parents exactly. because it was the mother's. Um, it was the mother's responsibility to educate that that girl into how to be a woman. Um, the the most interesting thing that I got um, from that was. I got a phone phone call from Anitra a couple of days ago, and it was kind of late at night. So of course, the first thing you know how us mothers are, <laughs> when you get a phone call from one of your children later than you usually get it, the first thing you think is, "Oh Lord, what is wrong?" Yeah. <laughs> you know, I said, "Lord, what's going on?" That was the first thing I said. But <laughs> it was actually a real, really interesting conversation we had because she was asking me so. Years ago, Anitra, 
sent a sample into Ancestry. You know the what the yeah. um the mm-hmm. company that does the uh, DNA for people. Yeah. And um periodically she gets well quite often more than periodically she gets what they call hints of 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 uh, people in your family and they can actually tell you how much of a culture that you a specific culture that you have in your family. Um, and she told me years ago that she had, I think when she found out it's that 20-something percent Nigerian in her, now that they have been able to, um, now that they've changed things, they can they have more of an account of, so now it's mm. 42% yeah. Nigerian. And I was like, well, can they tell you whether that's from your mother or your father? And uh, she said that according to them, it's from my lineage. But and, and in that conversation, she was asking me of so many different people who uh, shows that she was connected to. And uh, of course, um, it was really interesting just um, looking at the census from my, my family members what the living situations were, and I saw that my grandmother um, and her first marriage, that they lived with his mother, which was, uh, or actually she lived with them. She lived with them. And it was really interesting to me, because when you said that about Isaac and Rebecca, it, it made me think and realize that these are the reasons why families are falling apart. Right. Because when we no longer practice those things. And so um, as women, we're not getting the education from our elderly women that we should be getting because they don't want to be our elders anymore. They want to be our friends. Right. And that's just not how God set it to be. Exactly. So how do we how do we fix that? Um, I know it's not something that we can fix because um, the day and time is coming where the good Lord is going to take all of that away. But you know, right. I never, as a young woman, I never um, knew that that was how it was supposed to be. I never had that opportunity because it was like most men that I had a relationship with, their mothers couldn't stand me for whatever reason. I don't know what it was. I didn't care, and it don't matter now, but I'm just saying that um, at that opportunity. But in the generations before me, it was understood. Yeah. It was just very interesting. It, it made me understand why some things were the way they was back when I was a child, right. versus the way it is, the way it is now. And I see in myself, even though um, I don't have the opportunity to actually do it exactly the way the Bible says, I do have the opportunity, and believe you me, I do voice my opinion more, probably more than people would like me to, but yeah. with 
the young ladies that my boys get involved with, I often have good relationships with them, and I encourage them, you know, towards God. I encourage them, you know, in um, positive ways in um, being women for their men and mothers to their children. Um, and, and it's just really interesting that I didn't have a clue about any of this, um, but I, I was actually living it. Yeah. And At because least it's inside to. of in us. Some cases I, yeah, in it's, some cases I wasn't allowed to by the women because they, I mean, you know how Satan is. He wants them to think that you're just trying to run their lives. No, I'm not trying to run your life. I'm trying to make you better than what you are today. Well, it's just, you know, so it's that just, was enemy. amen, amen. It's, it's just the simple fact that you know, we've moved further and further from the, um, the the Word of God, you know. And so, you know, the, yeah. this, these things are inside of us. And once we are able to go to the Scriptures to verify the things that we feel because Jesus put it inside of us, you know, um, it's, 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 it's natural. It's natural. Like, like, we know what is right and what is wrong. You know, um, even the fact that me and Ashley talk about this all the time, that, um, you know... Uh, even though it wasn't exactly um, living, but I, I I basically, you know, live with you guys. <laughs> me me you know me and Ashley live with you guys for a good year, and yeah. then um and then you know um when when we finally when we moved here, um we spent a, a good time um with my mom and my dad and and, and Ashley um spent a lot of time and every time uh, my mom comes out here, you know, they spend some good time together, and then, of course, we spent a lot of time over Miss Rose's house, you know, with her all the time, and, um, and so, yeah, yeah, this is, this, these, these are, this is, this is a, a natural, um, progression of the Word of God that is inside of us, you know, um, and, and I think, if I'm not mistaken, uh -huh. I think it's, I think it's First Peter, it might be James, that says that, um, those who, um, don't have the law, um, but are have this natural affinity for this um, the, the the word of God, or or um, you know utilize these things or act out these things in their lives without actually knowing. They have become a um, a law, or, or or rather the the word of God um, to themselves. They we, we know these things, and then when we read, that's the spirit working in us. But when we go to the Word of God, we're able to, to, to verify to it inside the Word, inside the Bible itself. Hallelujah. Right. We have to realize that it's different for our daughters because mm -hmm. our daughters are in our lives all of their lives. Right. You know, from the time we give birth to them until one of us leaves this earth. Um, in most cases, I'll put it that way. Our daughters are in our lives straight away from us rather than to bring the fold into the home so that she can learn to be the woman, you know, that her, her, her mother is. But the right. daughter, because she's raised by you, she already gets that. And Ashley, you know how blessed you are because you got that twofold. Right. You got it. You got it on my side, and you got it on Rose's side. Right. So you know, exactly. It kind of gave her double blessing. Two aspects <laughs> to grow from. Right. 
Me, what yeah, I was saying, I, I, I don't know if you heard me, but I was saying that um, I basically came to came to live with you guys for about a year, and then you know we we were over um, Miss Rose's house. You know, every time we come back, we always over her house and my mom and dad's house, and so yeah, yeah, we we definitely got yeah. that. Um, and then um, go ahead. Oh, I'm sorry. No, you go ahead. No, I was done. I was done. Go ahead. Go ahead, Miss Donna. Oh, oh no, no. I, I was just saying how interesting it is because, um, you know, I never, uh, me myself, I never looked at it that way. Yeah. Um, as far as the children, I know that they are blessings to us, and so us as the ones bringing them into the world, we have responsibility to teach them right from wrong, to teach them to be good parents and what a good parent looks like. Not a perfect parent because yeah. it's not a perfect parent out here. Exactly. If it was, mm -hmm. Jesus would not have had to have been manifested into a body to give his life for our sins. Amen. So it's not about being perfect. It's not about being right. But it's, it's about giving our children a foundation yeah. and, and so um it, it was just really every time i turn around you know it's, uh, um you're bringing up something that um you know lets me i think it kind of lets me know where even though i thought my life was so messed up it all, all was for a reason amen amen Jesus said, he said, he said, be thou holy as I am. Hallelujah. That's, that's wonderful. That, that's, that's a wonderful why, testimony. Uh, even though the things, even though it's been things in my life that I, I definitely hate and I wish it didn't happen, I can't say that if I could change anything, I would because then I may not be the person I am today. I could totally be somebody that I can't stand, you know, and, and I wouldn't be able to say these things, Ooh. the things that I say. I wouldn't be able to um, acknowledge those things because it would could have been totally different if I was somebody different. Right. He, 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 he builds us up. Amen. He builds us up. Amen. He builds us up. And he, he show, he's, he's, he's showing us. Where he is bringing us to, even though we might not oh, understand definitely. it, I mean, we might not understand it at the time. I mean, look at Abraham. Yeah. Abraham couldn't; yeah. he didn't even see. He saw, you know, he saw his son born, but he didn't see. You know, that was all he saw was his son born, and then some of his, yeah. uh, some of his sons. You know, Ashley, yeah. you got anything you wanna, um, you wanna say, share, reflections? Um, I just wanted to, um. Just, just extend the feedback on, <laughs> on um, what Miss Donna said, and I, I agree totally with her. These are some things that have changed 
nowadays. You know, it's uh, it's really to the point now where, and and I, and I that stood in my mind when she said that now it's the boys that go, and it's the girls that stay now, and um, that's just something to think about because you know, according to what we were reading um, earlier, it was the boys who stayed, who left. And this is why some cultures in the East, they don't want to have girls. You know, yeah. like they they long to have the boys. Everybody wants to have the boys. Right. You know, back then, it was always a big thing about having the boys. And, you, and, and so that, but I never really, it never really dawned on me why i always thought about it like it's because of their strength it's because of their strength it's because of you know what i mean like their business they can take over the family business or something but that was a good point that you made because according to that the boys always stayed you know abraham was under isaac until isaac you know until isaac died and then isaac was right there until with jacob they were inseparable. They was right there. But the girls, maybe this is why we don't hear so much about the girls in the Bible. Because that's a big question. We, we always we always know that they had daughters, but we don't hear much about them because the daughters are given away. And just like with um, Rebecca, you know, she, she said goodbye to her family, and that was it. You never yeah. heard anything else about her not even coming back to visit the family. Like, I'm sure she did. You know what I mean? I would hope she did. But she, she, that was it. You know, she was given away and that was it. You know what I mean? And so I guess the exchange is you want your sons to marry so that you kind of, like your daughter-in-law becomes like the daughter that you might have longed for that has been given away. You yeah. know, um, right. just like in the story of uh, of Ruth, the, the the story of Ruth in the Bible, and I'm sure it'll be a time when we go through that. Um, wait a second, put that down. Go look again. Put it down. Go look again. Like you know, I'm pretty sure that we'll we'll get to that that story too. But um, you know, with Ruth, she was she was the daughter-in-law of um Naomi, and she uh. The, the, the big thing about Ruth is that after her um after her husband died, basically her husband died, and then her um her husband's brother died. Right. So what that basically means, you know, because according to the tradition back then, if you became a widow, the next to kin would marry you. So basically, that that person's brother would marry that woman. The widow, okay. take her, take her over, take the house over. But because both of her sons died, she, uh, she, she left the land of Moab to go back to Israel, and so it was something else because Naomi basically begged, like, like she begged, the, she begged Ruth to go back to her family because she was like, you know, you can go back to your family now. You can go back to your father's house and. Basically, you can remarry and start all over again. But she was like, no, I don't, I'm not going to do that. Like, I go where you go. Yeah. And she was, well, you know, she was highly favored, favored from God. But now this, this is a big part of it that's sticking out of it now. A part of her favor then must have been the fact that 
she was willing to keep the way. You know yeah. what I mean? She she was keeping the way, even though like what you know, like what Naomi was telling her, like you young, you can still marry again. But she knew going with her mother in law meant she wasn't going more than likely wasn't going to marry again. Right. And so, and, and not only that, but she wasn't from Israel. So, but she was willing to keep the way because according to the way, the daughter-in-laws, they never depart from the mother-in-laws. You become, that becomes your mother. You know, the, your, your husband's household becomes your mother and your father. So a lot of that has changed now, and like you said, you know, the, it's always yeah. the boys. We wait, we we waiting to kick the boys out. Matter of fact, as a matter of fact, we want to hold on to the girls, and we ready to kick the boys out at like 15, 14 nowadays. Wow. You know, but it's <laughs> it is. It's like it's like our custom. But when you think about it, is this why? Um, you know, like a lot of people, like you know, because because think about it. After the boys got a certain age, after Jacob had those twelve sons, oh. and them boys got a certain, boys got a certain age. <laughs> when mm-hmm. them boys got them certain age, don't think about it. You ain't hear nothing about Jacob working nothing, did you? Jacob was sitting no. back like a king, and them boys was tilling the field, yep, and them were. boys was taking over that, and them boys was doing this and that, and you know Jacob wasn't. Jacob was well known. He was chilling. He was chilling. They was they was the ones going out in the field. He was still having kids, and they was they was continuing because the way was that you stay, you stay, you stay with your mother, and father. But then it says it also says that uh, um you know in the, in the beginning it says that a man a man shall uh leave his mother leave and his cling mother to, and the, to the to yep. the to the wife and go with his yeah. wife. Yeah, and and the two shall become one flesh so it's kind of like you know it's just just this is things to think about you know it's not to say anybody knows like we know exactly this is it but there's definitely the conclusion is (laughs) hallelujah hallelujah yeah, mm-hmm. that that's Jesus. Jesus has an order. He has an order. He definitely has an order. Dad, you had something to say? Uh uh-uh. uh. No, I don't have anything. It's cutting out a little bit. All right, I think this thing is is um reached its limit. <laughs> So we we go ahead and end it there. Thank y'all for y'all fellowship. Thank you for sharing that testimony, Miss Donna. Thank you. We uh we really that that was that was really insightful. And uh, Jesus is just putting things back into order. You know, he says, "Look towards the kingdom. Look towards the the things of the kingdom. Look towards the treasures. Store up your treasures in heaven. These are treasures. These are those things that he's laying up that he wants us to lay up in our hearts, and he's causing us to lay up in our hearts." These values, these lessons, these things. There was one other thing that I wanted to say. Um, Yeah, there was one other thing, and it just popped into my mind, um, Miss Donna, when you said, how do we go about um, beginning to, like, 
to apply some of these things that God has put into our mind like this was the way. And I would say that one of the biggest things that we can do is when we acknowledge that we all got we all got daughter in law. Oh, I don't got no daughter in law in my life yet. Thank <laughs> God, you know, I ain't gonna have no daughter in law for a while. But, you know, like you have a daughter in law, you know, you have Tanya, you know what I mean? Um, when Alan decides to marry, you know, that will be someone else. But right now, the I would say the biggest thing will be you start where you start with what you have. And it doesn't mean all of a sudden everybody's about to move into into the RV. <laughs> that don't mean that, but it does mean that, like, okay, you know, back then, you know, they, of course, what, what did the mother-in-law, what, what was it that the mother-in-law taught the daughter-in-law? So asking God about that, and, and um, I think it's Second Timothy's, that scripture that talks about the older women teaching the younger women how to um, honor their husbands. We read it in the last so that's sermon. Like one of the big, we read that scripture uh-huh, in the that's last one sermon. Of the mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's one of the biggest things when you think about it. That's really what's missing because most people, um, actually, there's been a there's been a wave of you know generation of actually teaching the total opposite, where you know the older generation, you know our grandparents and stuff. They, they don't teach us to honor the husband. They teach us, uh, you know, the heck for more fish in the sea. You know what I mean? So we don't, you know, we get married. We have yeah. no idea what it means to respect the man. We have no idea what it means to honor. You know, I'm, I'm talking about a man that's of God, that is. You know what I mean? We don't have no way. We don't have no idea about being silent. You know, we don't have no idea about um holding our peace so to say like you know not being loud mouths like like in the bible it says um busy bodies that's one of the ways that they describe you know a woman that that has no idea about some of these ways it's a busy body you everywhere you hear you there you everywhere except for being in your house um cultivating your home so that's the things that i would i would say i would suggest is where, and not just to an uh, actual daughter-in-law, but to anybody that would be considered a daughter. And when they have advice or when they want advice, these are some of the things that we apply. We begin to, you know, start sharing those things. And you can even start by sharing how it was when you grew up. When you when you grew up, you know, there were certain relations where there was certain, you know, the man would get the plate first. That was the old school sin. The man would actually get the plate. Like, uh, you know, it wasn't everybody on first and man last. It was always a level of respect that was that was demonstrated, not just to the man, but to the kids. But it's been because of pain and because of, um, you know, things happening. And um, I think they got disconnected. <laughs> so we go ahead and end it. <laughs> yeah, it, it, you know, yeah. definitely... That word of God, you know, because the word of God, just like what Miss Donna was explaining, will edify you and reprove the things that you are that you are feeling because it's just nothing but God working through you when you're patient, when you're listening, and when you're willing. And so he is storing up these things in our heart and, and this is this is the overarching um 
lesson in this sermon is um, what he put in place was to be followers of God as dear children. So we are supposed to follow him. And so we'll go ahead and close it out. And um, thank you all for your fellowship again. If you can't get into the Zoom, we'll be streaming live every Saturday 